Hello and welcome to Critical to Your Success. Thanks for joining me. I am your host, Rachel Park. I'm a critical care nurse, academic and researcher from Auckland, New Zealand. This is the podcast where I talk to critical care nurses, allied healthcare team members and academics about what has been critical to their success. I do hope you've been enjoying the episode so far. What crazy times we're in at the moment with coronavirus, eh? We're in complete lockdown in New Zealand at the moment, have been for just over a week, which is certainly providing a few challenges. Um, Intensive cares are being rapidly upsized, staff are being upskilled. I do hope you're all managing in these times. Um, It's very stressful for a lot of people. Absolutely crazy. Who would have thought it? This is episode number 14, recorded in January this year, before all of this started happening, and Again, something a bit different. This is the second part of the slightly chaotic but revealing group interview with my good friends, the Westie Book Club. We've all worked together for 20 years um, or so and have about 140 years ICU experience between us. I wasn't sure how chaotic this was going to be, but knew that with the experience of these amazing nurses, there would be a few gems along the way. So, on a hot summer's day, we sat down and talked over a couple of glasses of sangria and some snacks. We talked for two hours, hence the podcast being split into two episodes. This is the second part. Again, you'll have to forgive the noises in the background. It was a lovely summer's day and we were podcasting on the deck. There's quite a bit of background noise, including planes, which I've suddenly realised we don't hear many of these days. There's also the odd swear word, so watch out. In this episode, we talk about assessing the state of play in the ICU, what we think Florence Nightingale might be proud of in these times, empathy, how nurses are bloody-minded and make a difference to patients and their outcomes, putting ourselves in the patient's or family's shoes, advice we would give to new nurses, registrars or consultants, how healthy debate can lead to innovation, and whether or not we would do it all again. So the Westie Book Club consists of myself, Anne Duran, who you met in episode 12, who's a senior staff nurse in the Paediatric Intensive Care Unit at Starship Children's Health, Nick Genie, who you met in episode 10, the nurse manager of the Paediatric Intensive Care, Marianne Hamer, a nurse practitioner in the Paediatric and Congenital Cardiology Service, and Christine Armstrong, nurse specialist in the Adult Congenital Heart Disease Service at Auckland Hospital. So grab a cuppa, sit back and get to know the Westie Book Club. Um, so, moving on the list of questions, because I know everyone was very worried about the list of questions prior to starting the podcast, so we better ask some off the list. Um, so here's one. What do you sit and think of during handover in the morning, or at the beginning of a shift? What's going through your head when you walk into work in the morning? How many break reliefs am I going to have to do? How <laughs> break reliefs? <laughs> I know when I walk in, who's in charge? Yeah, so the chaos in that. Yeah. No, just by the feel. Mm. So who's in charge from say the previous um, shift or that shift? Um, no, coming on to that yeah. shift. Yeah. Mm. You get a feel. You, you, 
you know what your day's going to be like. Yeah. Um, based on the feel of the environment. And is that think, always around who's in charge or who the runner is and who the... No, it's generally led from who's in charge. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And some, so some people, it's just there is a level of tension that's always there. Mm. And you could have one discharge and one admission, but it still feels like it's ten. Right. Mm. It's just people manage in different styles and you can tell and, and you know, it just means it has a flow and effect to the whole yeah. environment. Mm. Interesting, yeah. eh? Mm. And it, same with the consultant on as well. Yeah, yeah, well. You're going to hand over and you think, oh, I'll just skip this one. <laughs> <laughs> Can I go home? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've changed my mind. Yeah. Does day of the yeah. week play any part in it too? Because, you know, often there's that belief that Fridays, everyone sort of walks in on a Friday going, oh my God, it's Friday, there will be chaos in our place. Because it's often that day of the no, week that's Tuesday's the worst. Tuesday's our busiest day as far as booked admissions. Mm. But every day can be crappy. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's pretty unpredictable. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that whole belief that Christmas will always be quiet, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that didn't happen this yeah. year. Full <laughs> moon on Friday the 13th. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And can you go, because so Mary and Christine, you're not based in the unit the whole time, but you're mm. in and out constantly. And so going back to Nick's comment about, you know, you can walk in and tell what's going on, do you find that too, that you can sort of walk into either the paediatric or adult unit and kind of get the sense get the of... Vibe. Yeah. No? Okay. Not for, not for me. <laughs> well, they've lost it. No. Yeah, <laughs> Otherwise yeah. we're good. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Generally, yeah. you just get the sense of, um, and I guess that's because I'm coming in, it's interesting because I've got a colleague who has never done ICU, mm. and so um, she walks in to ICU and finds the place chaotic, no matter you know, what's going on. Even if it's a good day. Even if it's a good day. <laughs> you thinking. And the lines are all yeah, tidy. exactly. Well, <laughs> whereas I'll go in and I'll go, oh, gosh, you know, um, you'll, I can, oh, God, hesitate to say the word, assess the, you know, the... You get the vibe. The vibe. Mm. Be, mm. Well, And it's not the vibe so much as you think, oh, man, this will be a busy day because I see they have X number of ECMOs, yeah. uh, X number of ECMO. There's a transport you know, ready there's to go a sled, out. <laughs> there's, you know, mm. bleh, 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 you know, that sort of stuff. So that makes me think, oh, this is a busy day. Yeah. 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 Interesting. Oh. Mm. So I've, definitely kind of two ways of kind of viewing it. Mm. Mm. So I um, don't go down to ICU that much anymore. Um but uh, they've been and with the par, they've got the par team now, so um, that has made an enormous difference mm. um, because you can have a. I can have previously. I would have um, someone that I was hovering around, thinking, oh, um, this child's going to be discharged today, and they're a bit. Dumb. No, well, no, no. This is when I'm in the ward, and I'm oh, wanting, okay. I'm thinking this kid needs to go back to Piku. Right. And trying to, or this kid might need to go back to Piku, and trying to work out the mm. best way to um, alert people mm. because you know it's much better to get them down before they code. Yeah. Um, and having the PAR team has been really useful because I've been able to um, sort of not have to have a um, kind of negotiation with whoever's the consultant mostly mm. and actually even the charge nurse who's just not wanting them to come because they've got shit yeah. going on mm. down in Piku mm. yeah. um, and, and I'm try, thinking I can manage it to this point but I can't actually manage it any further mm. 
and 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 I found I've always found that really stressful sitting mm. with the uncertainty of whether a person a child is gonna um, be able to stay on the ward or not mm. and being able to have the parting come up you know and they come up and there's been times that they've come to me and said have you seen what's going on with that kid in bed space 14a and maybe the nurse hasn't alerted me to something because mm. I'm dealing with quite junior nurses. And not this is not all the time, but yeah. you know. And you'll um, so it feels really. It's a really good mm. initiative. So I don't have as much. I, I I use or rather Pa helps me get kids back into Piku. Whereas mm. I felt like I had to do so much negotiating before. Yeah. With a charge nurse who didn't want them back. Um, because they had shit that was going down, mm. and also with um, a medical team, registrars that come came that you think, oh my goodness, how old are you? <laughs> and um, or their line, their, the line is, don't take them because we don't have room. And so mm. that's what you know. And you, with this kind of situation, you know, it's always about we're all on the same team, but yeah. we're all trying to manage our own. Mm. We are all on the same team, but we're all just trying to manage. Um, mm. So for me, the issue is this kid is sick and needs to go back for Piku, but mm. that's not what Piku's story or what Piku mm. are having to deal with. Well, yeah. You've yeah. threshold too for what they will accept yeah. or not accept. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 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 that child management can, is can actually be managed yeah. on the wall yeah. because Piku actually don't have any leeway. Mm. Sometimes there's patients yeah. that that come and I know there's always that conflict between the ward and, and sometimes, sometimes and which one takes yeah, priority yeah, yeah. and yeah. sometimes yeah. if we're quiet we'll take them anyway because it's easier than the parents having to go every five minutes but when we don't have that option because we're not quiet we've got we've filled to busting and we've actually got no beds mm. but we'll squeeze them in if they have to then can they actually be managed on the ward mm. yeah. and there's certainly times and I'm not certainly not saying that about because I would trust that your judgement is that you know when a kid's sick but sometimes in the woods they don't They've mm. got the wrong end of the stick. They've panicked over something that really is mm. very small, mm. and all they need is a parent to go mm. and say, "Look at these." Also, well, it's about nursing mm. management, not about yeah. actual mm. physiologically unstable patient. It's like we're just a bit busy, so we can't manage it. Yeah. When actually, in fact, that's not what we're here for. No, no. Yeah. 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 I think probably the hardest is watching a child fatigue. Mm. Yeah. You know, like yeah. you know it's coming. Yeah. Um, and they haven't re- reached criteria yet, but mm. you kind of you know, know it's that will be back tomorrow morning and they would have gone down, and sure enough, they have. Yeah. But you is know. there any medical management that could happen on the ward that would prevent that? I'm not sure. Because mm. we don't, you know, it comes back to yeah. that. I mean, every child's different anyway, so it's always yeah. complete. Yeah. Also, you can never kind of predict that. It's kind of like... No, I think as a whole, though, like Starship as a whole, we have some challenges because we've always become... Because we've got specialised. Mm. Also, mm. you know, this ward takes chest drains but doesn't take high flow. Oh, this oh, road oh. ward takes, oh, yes. takes yes. Um, yes. you know, epidural but doesn't yep. take this. And so yep. you're juggling. So this one can go to that one but yep. it can't go to that one. Whereas you go to a ward in Christchurch yep. or Wellington or Blenheim, yep. the ward does it everything. Yeah. Yeah. There is no, oh no, mm. we can't do that. Yeah. And yeah. that's mm. really frustrating mm. at times. But yeah. that's silo development you know? in a way, isn't it? Oh, it's just, yeah. And you get patients that we can't discharge because... They, they can't, can't go to this yeah. ward because of this, but they can, can't go to that ward because yeah. of that. And that's that's really frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. one of the things when you're recruiting, we get some fantastic nurses from around the country because they'll do everything. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. they've got vast amount of skills rather yeah. than, oh, I can't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, World Health Organisation has designated 2020 as the International Year of the Nurse and the Midwife because we've 
Can't forget midwives. That's right. We're inclusive. <laughs> we are inclusive, even though it's all about the nurse. Sorry. Can you delete the hysterical <laughs> laughter? <laughs> what? So it coincides with Florence Nightingale's 200th birthday. What do you think? Pretty good, actually. Yeah, yeah. I know, she's doing well. Yeah. Um, night I shift don't know. and We've seen night. the man who invented nursing, oh, this is the true. pickle we king. Did. So, you know, oh, yeah. I'm not sure that Florence really gets the kind of, you know. <laughs> what do you think Florence would be particularly proud of these days in terms of nurses or nursing? I think she was pretty outspoken. She was, mm. she, I think she was incredible. She was ahead of her time. Mm. Yeah. She really was. And mm. I think that seeing a lot of what she believed in it has actually evolved mm. and been put in place. Taken close to 200 years, yeah. but yeah. 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 yeah, it's interesting, isn't it, those concepts around mm. not just the public health stuff, but mm. actually where nurses fit and what they mm. should be doing. Because back mm. in Flo's day, nurses were just one step up from prostitutes. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, <laughs> definitely seen and not heard. Yeah. I know. Well, because mm. they were. <laughs> a lot of them, though, weren't yeah. they? You know? Yeah, yeah. Like, she yeah. employed her, her sort of upper echelon mm. to train them, but mm. most of them came from very lower mm. class. Yeah. I would like to say I worked at St Thomas's Hospital where Florence had her training school. Yeah. Mm. And how's that So you're a graduate. <laughs> <laughs> and how has that Are helped you saying me? you're a s***? <laughs> 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 delete that one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And I have to Here's say, that was, yeah, yeah, it stopped me in my trip. <laughs> that was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it was fascinating, coming from New Zealand, yeah. you know, where, yes, we all knew who Florence Nightingale was, blah, 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 but actually, you know, seeing the you know, pedestal that she was put on right. at St Thomas's, it was really kind of interesting uh, in terms of kind of you know, particularly where, um, you know, she was a, you know, she was a strong political act- activist mm, mm, in yeah. her own right. Yeah. You know, and uh, you know, and so actually, when you first said that question, I was going, oh my god, you know, hand hygiene. <laughs> um, oh, something like that. And as soon as Marion and Anne said, you know, she was a political yeah. activist, it was like, yeah, yeah she, was. she so was. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, yeah, she was, like, there's some pretty staunch women that are out there, you know, and it's me too, all this sort of stuff. I mean, Florence was in there back yeah. in the day going, yeah. listen, you pack yeah. this is how it's going to be. Yeah. You know, we are going to provide this kind of health care, and mm. it's important because, and shut up, you're just going to do it. That was the other thing she said. We're just doing it. She didn't muck around to... She didn't ask anybody if it was okay. She sent out a whole pile of nurses to the Crimea. Yeah. 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 She just packed them in a... A packy thing. <laughs> in a yeah. packy thing and yep. shipped them off to the Crimea. So do you think there's anything that she would turn in her grave over? Trend care. Trend. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bureaucracy. Yeah. Mm. The bureaucracy, Yeah. Mm. Yep. Are you good, for a woman yeah. who just, you know, invented, well, she just did stuff. Invented a, a profession. Um, I suspect the bureaucracy would, you know, drive her, drive her completely back. Yeah. She'd be on her bed writing a letter, I'm sure. But you could see that she might have been bipolar. What would she be proud because of? Because she just did stuff, <laughs> didn't she? Mm. And she got mm. stuff done. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So that's where I think, that's why I think she'd be completely, her knickers would be in a complete twist about the bureaucracy. Mm. Mm. 
And the things I think she'd think were really great with the diversity of roles in the places that nurses find mm. themselves nowadays. Mm, mm, mm. And the autonomy. Yeah. Yep. Mm. yep. She'd be losing it over infection control. <laughs> <laughs> like the poor infection control nurses. Yeah, and, and, that, no and that mm. a lot of the skill and um, the stuff that is really important to um, patients and their families is the care they receive over mm. over how you wash a child or you know if you're an adult. I imagine. I suspect they'd like to think that they didn't get an infection from the hospital, though. No, but I'm just saying care, just general care. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think people, you know, yeah, the empathy that, mm. that they get from nurses, that they're not mm. treated like just, that they're a nuisance, yeah. that, mm. that, you know, that they're listened to, Yeah, which is sometimes hard because sometimes they really do get too much information off Google, mm. and that's, yep. you know, that's a hard thing with, you know, that's how is music changed. That's, a, yeah. Yeah, that's an evolution that, of everything. That too much information on the wrong stuff, like I'd say, I think one of your questions that you gave from me was times when I was situations that I found or, challenged yeah. yes, and I would say that, that situations where I found challenged have been when children have become unwell or have died from preventable illnesses yeah. mm. which is secondary to the information highway mm. a lot of the mm. time mm. that mm. whole disaster in some ways yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, mm. you know yeah, I'd have to say probably Florence would be a bit disappointed in that. Yes, yes. Because I mean, if you the think, you know, of, yeah, pu- public health was, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. was her kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, you know, like so much of those um, healthcare initiatives, they might get thought up by some bloke, but actually the mechanics of an immunisation um, scheme for a country and how it works or the rheumatic fever registry mm. how it works and you know how people get their secondary prophylaxis it's all by nurses being bloody minded and mm-hmm. thinking where the hell is George he was due I know that he goes to this school like that kind and, of yeah um, making the effort to drive to the school and yeah well knowing hunt them down knowing mm-hmm. that family and knowing the situation mm-hmm. and thinking oh well I have to rise above the or I'm not rise, but that sounds so kind of dramatic, but like actually that family are never going to turn up. A, they may be useless, or B, they're really busy and they don't have a car, mm. and everybody's working, and grandma is at home looking after the four kids, mm. and you know, mm. and yep, the kid hasn't been in for his penicillin, so I'm going to go after him and find where he is. Mm. So, what's one tip you would pass on to a new ICU nurse? Label your lines. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Label your lines. Always Keep them make tidy. Sure your patient is tidy. Yeah. 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 Make sure the you stripe is right up the middle That's of the right. Just on, yeah. on the blood yep. spots. Yep, that's <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd say, okay, can yeah. I give two? You can give two. Um, don't oversell yourself. Mm. Okay. And don't, and no question is a dumb question. Yeah, mm. totally. What do you mean by the first one? I mean some people come in feeling the need to appear confident, and that's probably partly an anxiety thing that they come in 
oh no, I've worked in this unit and I've done this and I've done that and actually they're not anywhere near. And so people, sometimes people th believe them mm. and think, oh, you're a really senior nurse and then you find out the bad way that actually there's a big gap in their knowledge. So I think it's, and it sounds, I guess that sounds a bit patronising, mm. perhaps, mm. but just, um, and I've, you know, it's that I've done that because I've you know, gone around and worked in different units around the world and you go in and you say, oh, look, at Green Lane we used to do it this way and it's like, never say that, <laughs> <laughs> no yeah. matter where you are. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Any other outstanding tips for new ICU nurses? Hang in there. <laughs> yep. Yep. You know, because... Ask questions. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Starting a new, you know, as a new grad, um, starting, well, this is from the outside looking in, I mean, I'm probably, you're probably better suited to answer that, but, you know, I think, like, there's been, a, you know, a couple of times where, you know, um new graduates have kind of come into the ICU and you know they're you know overwhelmed by the environment and you know crash and burn there's a little bit of like as Anne says you know go and you know you know go in with your ears ears open and your mouth shut but um <laughs> you know but Mm. But there is a wealth of opportunity mm. in mm. intensive cares. Yep. In intensive care, there's an opportunity for growing yourself. There's an opportunity for growing your education. Mm. There's an opportunity for really kind of, you know, having a, you know, a pivotal part to play in a family's life. Mm. And I think you just have to hang in there. Yeah. Mm. I think new grads go into it better than experienced staff. Mm. Because yes, they, they go in knowing they, know, they, don't, they don't know anything. anything. Mm. Exactly, yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Maybe a bit different. I'd say I would say that um, that intensive care, like a child being, being in hospital, is just the tiniest, tiniest bit of a child's life, if you're lucky. Mm. So we feel, as in healthcare workers, not particularly just ICU in the ward, that we're really important. But actually, the really important people are the family. Mm. We just, we're just. We just moan. If you looked at that kid's life on a timeline like a ruler, would just be maybe two centimeters. Mm, if that kid's if lucky, that, yeah. um, it's a pretty big two centimeters, though. It is. Yep. It is. But for that child, mm. the mm. most important people mm. to them are not us. Oh no. Yes. The most yeah, important yeah, yeah, people yeah, yeah. to yeah. them Sorry. are yeah. their mm. granny, their granddad, their mum, their dad. And dealing with them as adults at the other end of the continuum, yeah. Yeah, it's been an important part of their life, but it's not one that kind of really mm. has... I was thinking more about the families, I guess, that for them they'll never forget that No, and people don't. I'm not, I guess I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's it. not important. No. Yeah. I'm just saying, do your job well and um, believe in what you do, but you also... You're not the most important thing in this mm. kid's life. Mm. You never will be mm. because you weren't. You're not their family. Yeah. I think it's important that people try to always 
put themselves in those family shoes yeah. because I think it's we normalise the abnormal
they will suggest that you need to contact the consultant and that if you don't, they will do that for you. <laughs> You know, because that's their place. But yeah. we also, it's hard because I sort of yeah. say to them, look, we've got about 160 nurses yeah, yeah. and we've got new graduates through to people who have been around for 20 plus years. I said, yeah. and that doesn't mean to say that the 20 plus years people necessarily. Oh, I was right. going to say, yeah. <laughs> so I was it'll take up. you some time yeah. to actually get yeah. your feeling for what people know. I said, but you can generally say that the shift coordinators and the clinical charge nurses and the level fours, if you know the level fours, are going to be the people that are your support network and use them because they are a support for you. Mm-hmm. whether it be about systems or clinical or whatever, but it's mm-hmm. hard to mm-hmm. fight your way through 160 personalities. Mm-hmm. No, A, personalities, and that's the other thing we say, is you're not going to get on with everyone yeah. mm-hmm. because there's 160 personalities, but it's not necessarily about getting on with someone yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. being able to work with, with someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the difference between, it's exactly, you know, I know when I was, um, when I'm on the ward getting to know a nurse, so one nurse would say, oh, Mary, this kid's not looking that great. Could you come and have a look? Um, and you know I'd be yep okay and I'd finish what I was doing and I'd go down the kid looked bloody terrible mm-hmm. and you know like the sort of how it was presented or what I heard Could was you come down now yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know like yeah. it was very so learning that that if this person said oh I'm just a bit worried um, you'd be thinking right well I'm going to go now mm-hmm. because yeah. they're worried mm-hmm. and whereas somebody else I'm thinking one in particular, there'd be this great long story and this, love you're going on and you're thinking, I've got all the stuff to go on with, what are they actually asking? And you're trying to get to the question. Invariably, there was something that they were trying to tell me and you had to really listen to, it's the same thing, I'm sure that mm. Um, mm. registrars must have that all mm. the time. Mm. Mm people's threshold for being anxious about things is quite different mm. Mm. and you get those that are anxious and will ask lots and lots of questions which is great mm. and you get those that are anxious that then becomes arrogance mm. yeah, yeah. and they don't want to be seen yeah. to be asking the questions and they're the dangerous mm. ones yeah. 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 it's that whole thing though of, you know Saying to them, sort of, if your nursing staff start to look worried, then you can you actually be, have a be worried. Fair degree yeah, yeah. of worry, yeah. probably mm. as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess it's that you know, um, you know, pattern recognition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. yeah. So that's the nurses and registrars. What would you tell the consultants? Either new or old. <laughs> I don't know if it's the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um. I. I think that the consultants that I work with are mostly on the same, we're on the same yeah, page, mm-hmm. you know, like everybody's yeah. there, yeah. we're all on the same team, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, um, but we have different, uh, uh, you know, we're playing the same game, we're trying to achieve the same outcome, but we have different priorities and in, mm-hmm. in, in what it is that we're trying to deliver. Yeah, different, everyone's got yeah, a different position within the team, yeah, but you're yeah. playing for the same goal. I think mm-hmm. we're really, you know, we from an Auckland perspective, we're really um, lucky in that we have kind of like quite a, um, you know, a fixed yeah. consultant dynamic, if you like. I mean, mm-hmm. we have, you know, we have kind of fixed roles. I think for having been around some of the ICUs in New Zealand, mm-hmm. um, uh, Having the, um, you know, that uh, may, you know, have uh, anaesthetists who are acting as their um, consultants and things like that. I think the what you need to be able to say to a new consultant going into that 
situation is almost the same as what you would say to a registrar, mm. you know, is or senior registrar or anybody else kind of coming into an environment. You know, they're working as a team. Um, you know, uh, seek out the nurses that you feel that you can trust to mm. kind of have. Mm, I hate that word trust, but mm. you know um, that you or seek out those nurses that you can have a conversation with about how best to manage mm. kind of a patient when they come in in terms of whether it be you know because in essence consultants you know people the medical teams also have a component about entering people into ICU mm. Mm. so you know you have to be able to have that conversation someone has to be able to have that conversation with them about actually that's a good admission that's a soft admission that's mm. a mm. you know yeah. that's a do we really need to have that person in here mm. yeah and I think too that there's um that because mostly I've worked in intensive care as a senior person um well, in New Zealand, like I wasn't a senior person when I was working in intensive cares when I was away overseas. But the this, well, I, you know, people talk about being in units that aren't very collaborative, and there's a lot mm, of argy-bargy yeah, between right. consultants, mm. and you know, um, or that as a consultant you were quite isolated and you had to do a lot of stuff on your own. I don't think that that's what how PICU operates. I don't know if. How, that's how DCCM operates or Green Lane ICU but I think certainly there's unreasonable, I mean you know nobody agrees on everything, that would be like <laughs> Nevada and uh, um, you know and the families and the children would be nice too but you know the reality is, is that you've got a bunch of different people yeah. but actually people try to collaborate, I think there's quite a lot of negotiating that goes on I don't think there's too many situations where people are pulling rank no, but I think, and I think the healthy debate is good because that's yeah. where you get mm-hmm. yeah. innovation and new ideas yeah. and new yeah. ways of doing things. Mm-hmm. It's also that, where you provide yeah. a where you have expertise that are all looking at this problem child or problem, you know, mm. in a different way, saying there's this we could do this. Oh, but if we do this, there's this. You know, like you're not got one person that's out on a limb saying I think we should pull out or we need to do this mm. and you go and do some weird and wonderful something or other you actually have a team mm. trying to make a consensus together. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean it's quite hard if you're trying to get a consensus with teams from other areas plus piku but overall if you were to compare us to bigger units and units overseas i think mm. there's because people have chosen one to work in paediatrics i don't know if it's different from adults because i've been away from it for a while also it's a really small environment mm. Auckland mm. so you get somebody who's a bit of an ass they don't actually last that long mm. yeah. I was thinking about that do you think there's naked no better do you think there's less egos you know people aren't so mm, it seems to be doesn't it yeah. so I yeah. need to do, you know, I'm the boss I'm mm. the best person yeah. to ask yeah. everybody works together mm. there's certainly mm. people have strong opinions about things mm. but mm. but generally they listen mm. to everybody's opinion mm. as opposed to being the person that, that I've got the big ego and I need to be the boss mm. I think there's um, in most um, like M&M meetings and things there is a environment where discussion is um, a, a, there's an opportunity for discussion to happen and for there to be I mean it's still the same people making the decisions when it all comes down to it but there is at least um, some consultation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think ICUs, I mean, 
you know, you could argue perhaps ICUs 30 or 40 years ago were much more um, run by the by the surgeons, weren't they? Yeah, mm-hmm. well, ours was. I'm yeah. talking uh, yeah. ICU in general. It was certainly much more, uh, you know, egocentric or ego-driven. Mm. Well, uh, those people. Go- and I mean, like, this might be gossip and hearsay, but mm. you would like. Mm. You know, there seem to be a lot more kind of conversations around, you know, them being much more kind of, um, you know, ego or or less collaborative decision making, mm. I guess, mm-hmm. is probably a better descriptor. And I think that that, people that has started, evolved and changed, mm. you know, People over that the started years. off the earlier intensive cares had to be really mm. bloody minded yeah. to make mm. it happen. They did, mm. yeah. You know, and, yep. um, and that's kind of what the nursing you know you were flying by the seat of your pants trying to make this happen and trying to jerry-rig stuff because you didn't have <laughs> equipment mm. and then having to also argue with sort of the, the financial part of the organization saying mm. we need we mm. need we mm. need you didn't have you weren't quite such a sexy place to work and um the nursing staff were a bit like that too they had mm. to be pretty bloody minded because they would have been nursing without a lot of backup mm. I imagine it's a bit like private you know <laughs> and that, what I mean I'm asking you Chris my eyebrows raised you know that that you have an intensive I can't wait <laughs> <laughs> well, you have there's an, a reason she left private yeah, <laughs> well, you have an intensive care but actually, it's mostly manned and run by mm. nurses in yep. the other night mm. because yeah, nobody's, nobody's exactly. there. Yeah. Yep. Um, they're there, but they're not in a they're not twenty four seven. They're yeah. not in direct yeah. in um, walking you know. around the unit, so you can just ask them. You, you choose right. when you're going to wake them up and ask them ask something. Them yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, do you think that's changed nursing practice then? You know, in terms of autonomy and it has. Critical yeah, thinking so. yep. and decision making yep. skills. Perhaps? Oh, well, I don't know that it's changed critical thinking and decision making skills because I think maybe what you take. Oh, I don't know. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. Maybe it's different at different think, ages yeah. and stages and levels, though. I think some things that you had autonomy in decision making, you possibly made those decisions out of pattern recognition than yep, necessarily as much mm. understanding mm. to mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm. And there would have been uh, like a bit of a protocol that you would have followed. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then when you fell off or outside uh-huh. what was acceptable, then you'd be calling, saying, okay, you need to come in, we've done this, this and this, yeah. we've gone mm-hmm. up on this inotrope, we've gone blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. You know, like, mm-hmm. there's that, kind of, you need to come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think there's still that degree of autonomy. Like, you know, someone like Anne with her experience can turn around and say to the registrar, we've done this and this, I think this is what we should do next. Mm-hmm. Well, I you still know, think, and, and not, not always, but often, I don't know the answer. Probably the registrar doesn't either. Yeah, yeah. 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 So although you know, I'll go to the registrar first. Mm. Yeah, I'll know that this is going to actually have to go, go. Yeah. Mm. higher. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So, would you go back and do it all again? Would you choose ICU nursing if you were fresh out of training and done a couple of years in the ward perhaps or just when I was fresh, fresh out, of out of training <laughs> I wanted to go to theatre <laughs> would you choose that next time Christine <laughs> had some something going so I never ever anticipated that I would be a good ICU nurse mm. I looked at the people from the ward I looked at the people who were doing ICU and thought man I, I'm not going to, to it's all right. um, I, I'm not going I'm 
not good enough for that role. That needs melted blue cheese. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not good enough for that role. That's Mm. I would never. I'm not bright enough. I'm not savvy enough. I'm not anything enough to be an ICU nurse. And so, I got into it by a degree of luck. But having said that, I wouldn't change a step of the process. I probably wouldn't either. Like I got into it accidentally too. I, d- mm. I hadn't even really considered intensive care. I don't think I knew what intensive care meant mm. really. no, as a student nurse. But yeah. like, we, so I did yeah. my, you know, because I was hospital trained. You do your six months medical su- nursing, six months surgical nursing, and then you do your OE, and that's what I yeah. did. And I preferred, way preferred surgical. And then mm. when I came back from a few months away, I couldn't get a job. And so I ended up in the geriatric unit at Green Lane, which was like, geriatric nurses should be paid huge amounts of money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was that just yeah. the hardest yeah. nursing I've ever done. Yeah. And then um, there was a job come and came up on the cardiothoracic ward, and I liked surgical, mm-hmm. and I was already working at Green Lane. So I went there, and I, hadn't, and I did my six months, I suppose, with, with Sylvia Beer, mm-hmm. seven South, south, <laughs> south, <laughs> and then did the course because that's what you did, yeah, and yeah. and just loved the intense care environment. So, and I think that doing that, you know, I don't think I think I'm glad that I didn't go straight to intensive care because I think I needed mm. to do, um, you know, get that grounding of the year before I went to intensive care. But after that, it was all pretty much I mapped, you know, like I travelled, but I was always as I was travelling, I was further in my career because mm, I did different mm. types of intensive care while I was away and then came mm, back. Mm. Yeah. So no, I probably wouldn't change anything. Nick and Marion? No, it's the only place I ever wanted to work. Yeah. Mm. I did a, my part of my student time in ICR at Green Lane. I always wanted cardiac. When I was seven I decided I wanted to be a cardiac surgeon. <laughs> so I knew I always wanted to work in a cardiac environment. Yeah. Mm. I'd been exposed to an acute environment through my St John background and so it was the only place I ever really actually wanted to be mm. so I wouldn't change it no I mean you know I'm like Chris I ended up in intensive care by you know they needed people to be there because they were short staffed and from there that was where I went to and I did the course after having worked in intensive mm. care. Mm. I, I do like um, the controlled environment. Mm. Um, I do like having one kind of person that I'm working with. I like that. Mm. Um, but would I change it? I would. Um, I don't even know if I'd change and not do nursing. But, you know, there's other things that you think, oh, you know, maybe I could have been in advertising. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> making ads for 15 seconds that entertain people and it would be really funny. Um, but, you know. You could still do that, Mary. I could, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm not that entertaining, as it turns out. Um, but, you know, like, there are those other things that you think, oh, maybe I could have done that. But mm. actually, nursing has fitted, suited mm. me. Really well. Yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? It's 
the ability to go and do so much and to be involved in these patients and these patients mm. lives is really mm. special mm. but mm. to be able to travel to yep. undertake different roles mm. to yeah yep. I think what we haven't talked about is the adrenaline rush of intensive yep. care and mm. so is there life I always mm. think is there life after intensive care because you get that adrenaline yep. rush it's really that's what I live for yeah mm. Living the life after intensive yeah. care. Yeah. Trauma coming it. into a CED. Oh, yeah. I'm so like, yes. mm. <laughs> I know, it's like being an ED nurse, but just tidier. Yes. Sick patients have the lines yeah. in and this done. Yeah. 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 done yeah. Yeah. unstable yeah. and might arrest. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's like, you wish no harm on people, but yeah. Yeah. it's going to happen. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, yeah, I like I miss it. Mm. I've been out of intensive care of any way, shape, or form for two years. Yeah, and um, yeah, I do yeah. miss it. I've been out Terribly. for a while too, and I, I, my thing is, I think, how did I do it's half the things <laughs> I did? You know, like you know, you think of. I can still remember the child that you know I did inter- a massage oh, and she yeah. had a patch. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I was an educator at the time, walking in and thinking. Oh, I don't like the look of those pressures <laughs> and walking over and, uh, you know, and you think you don't get to do that every yeah. day. No. Yeah. Um, better work stories. Yeah. Like join the police. Yeah. 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 But, but um, yeah, I, I um, would like to have the kind of skill and expertise that I had back then. I've got mm-hmm. different skills and different mm-hmm. expertise, mm-hmm. but I feel like a lot of that kind of sharpness that you hear that I had when I was in ICU, sort of being able to think, this is what I'm doing with the ventilator. Mm. These are what my drugs are doing. Why are you putting that one up? This one is the one that mm. should, you know. Mm. I feel like some of that's gone. Yeah. But I have, you know, as I say, there's different skills, but that kind of being able to manage a kid, it feels like it's gone mm. a little bit. People mm. say it'll come back, but you know, there's a lot of things that have left and haven't come back. <laughs> You know, there's so and there's so much in intensive care. You know, like I did a um, I did a Draga study that day the other day, and I thought oh, I finally understand the loops on the ventilators. And you think I can remember anything that I was told? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's like you feel like some young nurses should be studying now and getting that ingrained. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. You get through the day. That's right. My brain only takes the stuff it needs to know. Yeah. yeah, and if something take, has to fall out, talk about something new in, so yeah, I yeah, can't yeah. To that. That's exactly right. So you want to say to all those young wing nurses, study now, because my God, you get to my age, you can study as much as you like, but it doesn't stay there. <laughs> this is all habit. <laughs> so before we all completely fall off our perches, it's probably sort of a good time to wrap things up. Um, any funny stories that can be retold? Everyone I have a very funny story. Christine. We were at Green Lane in the newer ICU. We mm-hmm. had an ECMO in a side room. Oh. <laughs> Does this involve somebody else at this table? So it involves somebody else at the table. And we had had, I was in charge and had had a particularly busy day. We had, we were, we trackied, we were trackying someone who was a long-term patient. So I was involved with that. We'd had, in the opposite bed space, we had also had somebody arrest. So we'd moved from one event to the other. One of those days. 
crisis and the cleaner. One of those days we love. Yeah. The cleaner that we had at the time. HCA she was. No, was she was a cleaner at the time. Oh, okay. Uh, she kept on coming over to me and going, Christine, Christine, Nick wants you in room. It was E room. E. E. Oh, oh look, uh, I just can't come at the moment. I just, you know, as I'm massaging. No, I just can't come at the moment. So then the, the dust important. settled. <laughs> the dust settled. And, you know, like, the cleaner had come back about two or three times in the middle of all this, grabbing me by my scrubs, going, you must come and see me in room E. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> So I went to Nick in room E, who had her finger <laughs> over the broken um, three-way tap, three yeah. tap on the ECMO circuit <laughs> and was completely dripping blood from <laughs> her to hair to her toes <laughs> and was just wanting someone to come <laughs> and, bring and help. <laughs> She was in a controlled situation with yeah. her finger on the yeah. dike. Yeah. Patient, patient was stable, but I yeah, that's right. But I just couldn't yeah. take my finger off yeah. the three-way tap. Oh dear! Yeah. It's a good job we've reduced the number of three-way yeah. taps in the yeah. sequence. Yeah, now, that's right. Really? I think it might have yeah. been the start yeah. of that process. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's lots of funny stories, but I can yeah. never remember them when I'm put on the spot. Yeah, I can remember one. I've told Chris this several times. I pull it out various times, but um, I was in the room next to E room, closer to the lunch D or room. F? <laughs> and it was D room, D. A, B, yeah. D, yeah. and then yeah. Yeah. was the... Yeah. F room was the baby room. F, F room. was the baby yeah. room, yeah. Yeah. that's right. Yeah. So I was in and I was relieving Natalie Kettle of all people. She was gone to have lunch and I was just in there doing lunch relief. And um, the elderly gentleman that was in space 10 was uh, for withdrawal of care, you know, like he Not care. Oh. Treatment. What, withdrawal, withdrawal of treatment. treatment. Oh my yeah, God. <laughs> Got to yeah. say that right, mate. Yeah, withdrawal of treatment. She's been out of ICU for a while. <laughs> <laughs> withdrawal of treatment. If I said it right now? Yeah. Withdrawal of treatment. Um, and his, um, he'd had some brain injury and amongst everything else. And... Um, so I'm standing in there and the uncle, the brother of the man that was in the bed comes in and he comes in with his big nephew and he was saying, um, so I'm just trying to be all empathetic and you know, because we're going to withdraw care. Treatment. Treatment. Oh, for f sake. <laughs> we're going to withdraw it's treatment. Some of it is important. <laughs> we're going to withdraw treatment and um, I'm just sort of trying to be empathetic and that sort of thing. And um, this guy, the, the brother of the guy that was in the bed, says to me, oh, well, Ernie, I don't know if it's his name, Ernie, he was, he's, you know, this is very sad, but Ernie, he, and looking directly at me, he said, Ernie, he wouldn't want to be left in a vegetarian's tank. <laughs> Oh my God, I almost, you know, where you're thinking, I can't laugh. And I had the smile that went on my face because I was so funny. <laughs> and just nodding my head, you know. Can I understand? Who'd want to be a vegetarian? Yeah. 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 Fate worse than death, obviously. Yeah. 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 You wouldn't want no, to. No, that would be vegan. Yeah. <laughs> That's right.
Right. I remember in that same room as well, um, there was a waking patient, adult patient, who had got a bit doolally and had grabbed onto the nurse. Yeah. Had her around the waist. Oh, I remember that. And then um, PJR walked past and went in to help. And you walked past, and all you could see was this the patient with their arm around Hammy, and PJR behind Hammy with his arms around her, trying to pull her away from this poor patient. Oh, it was funny. (laughs) Every one of those you had to be there moments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, thinking I need to go on and I need to be really. Nurturing and kind, but at the moment I'm just going to stand in the corner and laugh. (laughs) I had a comment from a nurse that you guys will remember this nurse, I think he was Welsh, one of our Welsh nurses. And and he was, and I walked in, and he had a patient in a side room, an old man in a side room, and he was playing this really awful heavy metal music. And I I was thinking, that's really unkind to this poor guy who's lying there sedated. And I said, Do you think he's enjoying this, this, your patient, listening to that music? And he said, well, it gets my father's blood pressure up. I thought I might work with him. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, fair comment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hard to argue with that one. <laughs> I had one of our male nurses when we were back at Green Lane. must have been when I was covering for Kay when she was away. Come to me because he thought he was a new nurse. He thought he was being sexually harassed. He was an overseas nurse. Oh by the person that was orientating him and it took quite a while to actually get it out of him to understand what he was saying and the nurse that was orientating was a good Kiwi nurse who kept saying sweet as, sweet as and he thought he was saying sweet ass and that had been coming on to him the whole time during orientation <laughs> he, didn't learn a, he didn't learn a lot during his no, orientation he's no, he like I'm so uncomfortable and then he felt more uncomfortable when he found out that actually it's a colloquial sort of Kiwi term and then it was all very awkward there between the two of them for a short period of time yeah. The guy's like, yeah. oh, yes, so not my type. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. So maybe this is a good place to uh, wind things up yeah. before we drag out too many more stories that could embarrass any yeah, of us. Yeah. Um, but thank you all. Um, yes, because there are a few uh, Piku parties, no, not Piku, Green Lane parties, <gasps> Rachel, that I think you... <laughs> time to wind things up. Yeah. Definitely time to wind things up. <laughs> Well, I mean, that's where the Westie Book Club kind of got its name from originally, wasn't it, in terms, because it was the Westie bus to start out with. And then the whole reason for starting the Westie Book Club was because there was a serious central book club, well, I seem to recall, they? and they we, wouldn't we, 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 let us I, I brought a book along to the first Westie Book Club meeting because yeah. I thought we were supposed to read a book. Yeah. I remember oh, you bringing I, a book. We're going to yeah. read the wine yeah. labels. I don't yeah. know. Well, <laughs> well, that was just, it wasn't our first book club, remember? It was yeah. the sign oh. went up and it was lying by the pool. Exactly. Which told us it was Andrea's, now your yes. house. Right. Yeah. And yeah. it was by Lindauer. And so we knew to bring a Lindauer. No, you told me a book. It was about a Lande book, but it was about food and sex. And I'm thinking, yeah. oh, and so I read this and I'm thinking, oh, I can maybe see why they chose this one. <laughs> we did have and nobody member. else had read it. Yeah. I've just discovered that yeah. the Central Book Club that wouldn't let you in yeah. was the one that me and Chris were in. And we, <laughs> we know. Yeah. We know. <laughs> we never, I know, I didn't realise we'd said no. Didn't we, I know, I don't know how you get invited we to this one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We said we yeah. read real yeah. books. But Yvonne's <laughs> husband, Charles, used to think for months that she was going to a real book club until she read the Yellow Pages one well, day. Well, that's because <laughs> she was silly enough to walk out with a stack of books. Exactly, but yeah. <laughs> the rest of our husbands, I think, quite genuinely knew. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That kind of knew what was right. Yeah. Yeah. But you said it because I yeah. got 
Yeah, no, I don't know. Because you say to people, I'm just, I'm go- we've got book club tonight. And they're like, oh, what are you oh, reading? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, we don't need real book club. We could, though. We haven't changed the type of books we've yeah. read over the yeah. years. So. We keep yeah. saying that every time we come to this thing. We could read a book. We yeah, could we could. We could, but we all do read books. We just don't want to talk about the same books. But I have to say, I mean, because we've been going for quite a number of years now, too. Because I sort of time up by how small the children were and oh when we had God, to, you yeah. have to drag them out of bed to oh, take photos. Take photos. <laughs> <laughs> drag them out of bed to take and photos. And how horrified they were. Mm. When we had, um, we we had, had a Priscilla, Priscilla party. Oh, yeah. yes. I wasn't there for the Priscilla yeah. party. No, we had to get Jake. Yeah. I thought you were. No, because no, I would have really photos. looked like Priscilla Queen. No, of the because Desert. Joe West was here. Yeah. Because we had, yeah, mm. I have to yeah. find the photo. Yeah, the photo. I've got the photos at home somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Because I I would have looked like Mm. Priscilla. Yeah. (laughs) We've been through a couple of your dogs, Rachel, I have to say. I know. Everyone's dogs. Mm. None of us have actually changed in that time. We all look exactly the same. I know. (laughs) Age and experience is obviously a, you know, defies the ageing trend. Absolutely. But no, it's been a fabulous group of people to have the support of and um, to be able to talk about ICU nursing with, so... Very indebted to everyone. Thank you very much. We'll have to do this again. Thank you, Rachel. <laughs> Thank we, could you, just, Rachel. we could just drink next time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think the recording stopped us, Marianne. Uh-oh, yes. <laughs> oh, that's true. I hope you enjoyed that. These ladies have been wonderful friends and colleagues for a long time. They are all superstars in their own rights and have had long, successful senior careers both in ICU and for some now, as you've heard, outside the ICU. Definitely the kind of nurses you would want looking after yourself or your relatives. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad you could join us. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. Thanks for joining us. And if you are a returning listener, then thank you for coming back. I hope you are enjoying the experience. If you have any feedback or suggestions, I would love to hear them. What did you enjoy? Who would you like to hear from? Would you like to make a guest appearance? Please contact me by email. And until next time, I hope this proves to be critical to your success.